Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. No LeVar Arrington. Much earned vacation with the missus. Little anniversary date planned for this entire weekend. So he's taking yeah. a couple of days off. Get after it. Yeah. Big pun. <laughs> for huh. sure. You think I should give him my intro song and I'll just pick another one? No, let him figure it well, out. He likes mine, though. Yeah, I know, but it's you know there, there are other options out there. I mean, there are, but I don't know that he's going to be pleased with his selection. I think I may have to do this for him. Yeah, yeah, but then he would take offense to that. I don't think so. I think it'd be a gift. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. listen. I mean, little anniversary gift. That's I what mean, I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, yours isn't for months and months, but you know, yeah, we'll take care of his right now, and you know throw out a uh, little little music track for him to get a, a brand new intro everything will be fine here so yeah that's actually not true mine was actually tuesday was it really yeah it i didn't was. even know that yeah. huh yeah i had no clue the things you learn on this show well happy anniversary <laughs> to uh to you and uh, and the missus there happy well, birthday too. guys yeah. yeah yeah happy and also happy thanks birthday. birdo happy birthday yeah. Yeah. happy birthday yeah. happy birthday uh Ooh, is it, yours coming up i always forget it's it's is it may mine yeah, I think I actually put it my Stop. my my phone at one point. You know what it is? It's October twenty seventh. Stop That's not that. True. Yeah, that is not true. Well, I'm 10, pretty sure 10, I actually have it in my phone now. Um, but we do have some news out of the NFL. We're going to get to here before we let you uh, get into that. I want to let you know we are bringing this show to you live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over ten thousand recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, so we started. In, in hour one, we discussed the Lamar Jackson situation and all the bitching and moaning and everybody running to Lamar Jackson's defense. We also talked about Aaron Rodgers. The New York Jets left the meeting with Aaron Rodgers in California and then went back. We were like, all right, so what's the plan? How's this whole thing going to shake out? According to Diana Rossini of ESPN, 
She wrote the following on the situation involving Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. And this just went down a short time ago. Quote, in the wake of an extensive in-person meeting between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets brass, including owner Woody Johnson, there's optimism in the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Sources close to the situations situation tell ESPN. While optimism existed before the California meeting, Woody Johnson felt it was important to meet in person. Sources said Johnson left the meeting excited and satisfied about the potential match as the Jets Jets internally are working under an optimism that this will happen. The Jets and the Packers remain engaged in conversations about compensation and contract sources said those conversations already started before the meeting. And so now we wait to see if the Jets can close a deal to bring a future Hall of Famer from Green Bay to New York. Well, based on all that information, the one team who would be capable of screwing this whole thing up would be the New York Jets. But it does sound like... We could be on the verge of this happening. Aaron Rodgers following in the footsteps of his predecessor, Brett Favre, and going all the way to New York to play for the New York Jets. How about that? I mean, and, and it's, a, it's a team that's loaded. They're ready to win. Uh, I know this, this past season didn't work out quite the way they had, they had hoped or wanted. They had a really difficult schedule. And I think the good thing, too, is, is coming into this year you know, with a 7-10 and 10 record, it shouldn't be quite as difficult, but the AFC East is, is going to be a beast to deal with. But when you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got every opportunity. I, I said before, I, I, I personally feel like even as good as the Bills are, if they land Rodgers, that's where my money, money's going. I'm betting on them to win the AFC East this year. I just think he brings an entirely different element to that team. When you think about how good their defense was, and they have another draft, too, that that's coming up, I, I don't think they're going to be – you know, giving away um, – there obviously is going to be draft capital that's going to be given away this year. I would hope, too, that they looked at 2024 to give away some of that so they can keep building off the nucleus that, that Joe Douglas has set in place there now and, and get Rodgers in there for the next two, three years. They're going to have a window to do something really special. But, man, that AFC conference is going to be so much fun to watch with all the great quarterbacks. And also, I think a lot of people forget that the Jets were – look, we, we can be as critical as we want of their handling of the Zach Wilson situation and how sensitive the fan base is and all the other stuff that went along with it. But there was a clear divide last year for them, and it was that game in Denver where Brees Hall got injured. Uh, I think it was, was it Elijah Vera Tucker also got injured. He got knocked out for the season. And those were two key ingredients to what they were doing on offense. And still they found themselves in contention. If you go back and look at last year, things were different after that point. If they're healthy on the offensive line and you get that another weapon on offense back and he can play a full season, it's hard to beat that as as a spot Aaron Rodgers would look at and go, I think I can compete there. Like they they do, to your point, have a lot more going on there. They are the Jets and all the other stuff that comes along with it. But outs like the only issue for them has been the quarterback. Right. And this feels like this definitely solves it for at least the next year or so. And then we get to see it play out on the big stage in New York with Aaron Rodgers going there. And then we see what that division looks like. It it would be them, him versus Josh Allen twice a year would be a damn good time to watch. And the AFC would just get even more loaded at quarterback. It's unbelievable what that side of the what side that side of the NFL looks like now. Well, he'd walk in and be the most talented quarterback they've ever had and, and with the New York Jets. And, and that's including Brett Favre, who obviously went there for a stint. But at that point in Brett Favre's career, it felt like he was you know, kind of battling through a bunch of nagging injuries, different things going on. 
you know, Rodgers battled through some last year. It, it feels like he comes there healthier. He's only two years removed from winning back-to-back MVPs. And I also feel like their roster is in such a good spot if and when healthy. I don't know if they have the depth they'd like to have necessarily on the offensive line uh, or even at the skill positions, but Garrett Wilson, the way he looked last year, you add in a, a few more pieces too to go along with Brees Hall when he gets back. They've got enough pieces there to really make this thing go. And if there's concerns about Nathaniel Hackett as a play caller, to me they're completely alleviated if Aaron Rodgers is there, because you know what this offense is going to be. It's going to be Rodgers gets up to the line of scrimmage, and he decides what they're going to go with. You know, he's going to be able to control and dictate a lot of that, given his, what, 17, going into his 18th year, whatever it's been now. He's got that wealth of experience and knowledge. He knows what he wants. He knows how to get it. And I still think he can play at an MVP level. So it's a, it's a great scenario for the Jets. We have to keep, if you're a Jets fan, just keep your fingers crossed, because, again, the Jets will – have some misfortune happen from time to time. But either way, look, Woody Johnson has bought into making that quarterback position better. Yeah. Whether it's Rodgers or even if it's Lamar, if something falls through with Rodgers, one way or another, they're going to they're gonna have a dynamic quarterback you know, back there, either as a passer or as a runner, depending on which one they get after this offseason is all said and done. And Mike Garofolo of NFL Network reported yesterday that – it, it's the, at where Green Bay stands at this point. Their thinking is let's get as fair of compensation as we can just get to move on and turn this thing over to Jordan Love. So it doesn't feel like, at least according to that, you know, they're going to hold the Jets hostage for I, as much as they can possibly get and make it difficult. What's, what's going to be really interesting about, you know, Rogers' contract, which may need to be restructured, not only to fit in with, within the, the Jets' cap situation. Um, but also as far as part of the trade details, what's going to be interesting is how much the Jets are, are going to be willing to take on of his contract moving forward and if they'll need to restructure it or not. And the reason why I bring that up is, you know, if you're the Packers and you, there, there's fair trade you know, compensation. So let's just say you're, you're offering up Aaron Rodgers and he's got, what is it, two years left on his deal, yeah. I, I believe. You know, they're probably looking at that saying, OK, we need at least a one, a couple twos and maybe a three or a four, right, if you're looking for draft capital compensation. And that might sound like it's not enough, like you need a a couple ones for Aaron Rodgers, and and you could go that route too. But the only reason why that offer doesn't sound bigger is because he's only got two years left on his deal. And I think there's some uncertainty too in how much longer he wants to play. So you've got to make an offer that just not taking into account his contract at the moment, that's going to take into account the fact he's only going to be playing under contract for two more years. All right, so now let's look at the contract. It's a heavy, heavy cap hit this year. I want to say he's owed, what, like $58 million, something yeah. like that? Yeah. And so in order to facilitate that, the Packers may say, hey, we're willing to take on and pay a greater portion of this. It just depends on how much more draft capital you want to get us. And so if the Packers are going to be willing to pay any portion of Rodgers' contract, it might add another pick to it or a couple of picks where they essentially would be buying those picks. So if it ended up being like two ones and and two twos and a three, it might be also that the Packers are taking out some of the cap hit that would end up hitting the Jets with all this or or the monies that would be owed to Rodgers. They might be paying for some of those in lieu of moving on from Rodgers, but in exchange for getting back draft picks, if that makes sense. Yeah, and well, I think it's um, one of the first examples of that was Brock Osweiler back in, (laughs) was it it Cleveland? Did Cleveland do it? Yeah. Cleveland basically took over his contract in exchange for a second round pick. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, And then they ended up releasing him. That whole whole situation. Which 
the NFL frowns upon because they don't <laughs> want teams to do that. It happens in every other professional sports league. You see players get traded somewhere else. They basically take on the salary, and then they end up releasing them or dumping them, and it happens everywhere. Yeah, just do us a solid. Here's a pick, and then and then everybody moves on. I also think because I've seen this throughout. I think Lavar's also felt this way as well too. And we've talked about it. Is well, you know, does Aaron Rodgers really want to play? What you know, how motivated is he? There was a report that came out uh, from your guy Mike Silver who said the Packers felt like uh, he kind of checked out after he got his contract. The one thing we know unequivocally about Aaron Rodgers is if he feels like he's been slighted he's going to get his revenge and he's going to be highly motivated to do so. They drafted Jordan Love. He went out and won two MVPs. The way this whole thing has been painted and his exit from the Packers and them, they're ready to move on. They're tired of his crap. All the other stuff to go along with it. This is going to be a highly motivated guy going to New York. I think you're going to get as good of Aaron Rodgers as you can possibly get at this point in his career. Like That's why I think this is going to be fun to watch. And look, now we see what happens in Green Bay. I mean, you know, Lee DeLapp, who's our resident Green Bay Packer fan, I know he's got like three, four Aaron Rodgers jerseys, so those are going to all have to go bye-bye. What are you going to do with those, Lee? Yeah. Yeah, I do not have an Aaron Rodgers jersey. You don't have one? What? I don't have an Aaron Rodgers jersey. What Packers jerseys do you have? Hold on, hold on. Before you even answer that, why don't you have an Aaron Rodgers jersey? Uh, Well, I was... I was a resist. I was resistant for a long time. I was a big Favre guy. I was a little bitter at the beginning, um, but I. Dude, Rogers has been there for almost two decades. I, at no point in time, even after winning a Super Bowl or MVPs, you were like, "I got, hey, he's pretty good." Lee's been pissed off for fourteen years. <laughs> I, I, I went a lot of defensive guys. I went uh, Blake Martinez. I know you love that jersey, Brady. You and I have talked about that one. I got oh, yeah. Jones. I got uh, Adams. Nice. Jones, Aaron Jones. Yeah, hey, you know, okay. maybe uh, if you had somebody who had a connection or two, maybe they could give you like an AJ Hawk jersey or something like that. I know, right? Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. pretty sweet. I, well, I, mean, I also Jonas, a you've of... got a jersey before, haven't you? Yes, I do. Definitely yeah. do. Uh, there's yeah. a special message on there. There was a special, you, so. a special message, Lee. By the way, when those jerseys arrive, they do have you know an insult attached to them and potentially a ragu stain on the front because somebody was wow. making chicken. I mean, farm it sounds while. like someone's complaining uh, about uh, getting a free, uh, free signed d- jersey. D- Definitely not. Like. Definitely more about the ragu. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Terrible. I also have a collection of fullback jerseys. I got Henderson, um, Ripkowski, Kuhn. Really? Yeah. What are you, a big fullback guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. I like fullbacks. Huh. I mean, <laughs> I you were why? Bare, uh, bareback. But. <laughs> yeah, you buy a bunch of those fullback jerseys, you'll go broke. You <laughs> there's, there's that potential as well too. So no Rogers jersey. That's surprising. Going extinct. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. So so bye bye. And then Jordan Love steps I, right I in. I do actually. You know what? I take it back. I had one, but it was gifted to me, and it was a kid's jersey, and I I was never in fit and could never Wait, fit. Someone in it. gifted you a kid's jersey? <laughs> Say they had them for some reason. They just knew I was a Packers fan. They're like, hey, I have these. Like they gave me two of them. They gave me two kids Aaron Rodgers jerseys. Can I? So te- what do you do with them? <laughs> I don't remember. I think they might be lying in a bin somewhere. Can I teach you guys a little pro tip here? Little little trick of the trade. My mom did this when I was younger. If she ever, if there was ever a shirt that I outgrew, most of them I can still wear, even from like five or six years old. I can still put those on, and I do. But if there was ever a shirt that I outgrew, like a sports shirt, or like I had a Chicago Bears shirt growing up, or whatever it was, or like a little jersey or something like that, what she would do is she would go buy pillow stuffing. 
she would stuff the inside of the shirt and she would sew up all the openings and I would turn it into a pillow. How's that? Little pro tip nice. here for you out there. That's, little, cool. that's how you get your money's worth when you go buy and spend $190 on a jersey and some guy gets traded elsewhere. Fill it up with stuffing, sew up the openings, you got yourself a pillow you can throw around. How about that, Brady I mean, Quinn? Aren't you just spending more money on that jersey then by making it into yeah, a pillow? Yeah, but who cares about the details and all that fun stuff, you know? <laughs> I mean, why not? I understand you're getting more longevity out of it. That's but- all it is. You want to make sure you know uh, you're you're paying uh, the right price for stuff. (laughs) The problem is is your jerseys have this ragu stains on them. They they do help out. They do, and uh, you know with the (laughs) with the PW attached to it. For those of you that are not uh, familiar with what that insult could be, you know, which I was not familiar. It was an insult until I got a perfectly custom authentic, real-deal Jack Johnson Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. I mean beautiful, like the really expensive ones with a little message on the back of it. And so, yeah. I mean, did you pay for that jersey or did, did it not, come for I free? did not. I did oh, okay. not. It, it came well, for free. I guess, you, I guess you can't really complain about it. <laughs> it's, uh, listen, and there, that is one of one. I can assure you, Stanley Cup champion Jack Johnson has never authenticated another jersey like that in the history of his career. I can assure you. All right. And it could be worse. It could be uh, that, that Jack Johnson musician who has bad music. Uh, plays for the hippies uh, in tents and, and VW vans uh, out in front of beaches all across uh, Southern California. It could be that Jack Johnson. It's not. It's Stanley Cup champion. Don't you mean Jack Dave Johnson. Matthews? Yeah, that one, Dave Matthews. You know, it's that whole same genre. That crap. But nonetheless, point is, Aaron Rodgers could be a New York Jet very, very soon if the report is true from Diana Rossini of ESPN. So, uh, we are brought to you by Discover, by the way. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how at Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. All right, so coming up next, there is the potential that a Super Bowl champion quarterback could end up with one of the worst teams in the NFL. We'll tell you who that is next. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up in, we'll call it about 20 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios. We've got ourselves the highlight of many highlights in the world of sports last night. Because if you want brutal honesty and just a cool, calm venting, this is the thing we've got for you coming up in a little over 20 minutes from now here, again, from the TireRack.com studios. So yeah. always fun. Probably make you uh, feel a little bit better about your day. Yeah, definitely. You know? As you head into uh, a very, very busy Thursday for a lot of people out there, I'm sure. By the way, uh, hopefully you're looking good. Because if you do want to look good and you want to save a little bit of coin, got to go to Dollar Shave Club. Because if you're still overpaying for a razor in this economy, it's gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. So there's been some conversations about what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, we know the 49ers want nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, we're almost certain they didn't want anything to do with him last year. They just sort of had to go ahead and bring him back, and then he just went ahead and played really good football up until he got hurt, and then Brock Purdy stepped in, and, you know, the rest is history. But they made it a point. They could not make it any more clear, could Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch, that Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to be a part of the San Francisco 49ers moving forward. So the question becomes, where does Jimmy Garoppolo end up? Derek Carr is already off the table. We're waiting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, the Lamar Jackson conversation. Daniel Jones is back in New York. But one team has popped up as a potential landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's the team... As of right now, picking number two in the upcoming draft, and it's the Houston Texans. So the Houston Texans, for some reason, are looking at Jimmy Garoppolo as a possibility. You even got their their you know passing game coordinator of the 49ers, formerly now the OC in Houston, who's talked about having some interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. So the question becomes, does that make sense for the Texans? And maybe more importantly, does it make sense for Jim Garoppolo? I mean, again, I feel like if you're the Houston Texans and you're drafting, whether it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, whoever, I, I don't really understand having Jimmy Garoppolo there um, from his side of it because I think he wants to play, or even from the team side of it because they should want to play the, the guy they're drafting number two overall. So it, it really doesn't make sense to me. Now, you could say we want to have a, a capable backup. We want a guy who – understands the type of culture that we have here in Houston, given that Nick Casario is their general manager coming from New England. He knows all about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He was a part of the group that ended up drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. So I can understand the desire from that standpoint. You know, Jimmy G's a pro. He'll walk right in there day one and 
you know, be able to set the tone and do all the right things, whether that's to teach the rookie or just to be able to set the tone for the rest of the, the, rest of the team, you know, Davis Mills, other guys who are on the roster. I, I just I don't really see the need for that. I think if you take Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud again, whoever at two, you've got Mills there. He's experienced. He's played a couple years now. He's capable of, of being able to be that backup that comes in and helps you win a football game. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I'm kind of curious to see where this report came from. But if I'm not mistaken, I think it came from the actual OC yeah. uh, who was talking about it with the team. So that's one of those deals that usually you see a report like this. You go, okay, this might have more to do with the agent putting this out there to create a market for Jimmy G and maybe up that demand of whether he's going to be paid. Uh, but in this case, it it seems like it's it's kind of odd that the team's looking at it from that standpoint. Yeah, the OC said, quote, we have a process that we go through. Jimmy is obviously a part of that process. So name specifically, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, unless he was talking about like Jimmy Clausen or somebody like that, I don't think that's the case. So, yeah, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is part of the process there in Houston. I mean, I, I just I – don't, I don't get – how Garoppolo is looked at the way that he's looked at. I really don't. Like, I just, I find it hard to believe. If you were one of those teams looking for a, you know, say, if you wanted to look at it as a stopgap quarterback or one of the, look, I, we said it a couple of days ago on the show. I would have rather signed Saquon Barkley to a long-term deal and then sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than Daniel Jones. I just would. And the idea that, now Garoppolo's looking around at, well, you're just gonna you're gonna be there and then you'll get replaced a few games into the season and, and, and this is the where this is where your career's at. I just he played really well last year, then he got injured. I know people want to look at what he can and can't do and all that, but I just think if not for injury, the conversation surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot different. And now he finds himself at a point in his career where the team that he was playing for could not get rid of him fast enough. For whatever reason, just couldn't get rid of him fast enough, and now he might end up on the Houston Texans, who are picking number two overall as it stands. So yeah. it's, a, it's a weird uh, weird portion of the career for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. I just don't get how things got so bad in San Fran, where <laughs> they would just want to move on, especially considering the situation they're in now with Trey Lance coming off an injury, Brock Purdy, they, I think he's getting surgery, what, tomorrow? Uh, well, who knows? It's been yeah. pushed back about four times, but yeah, that's the plan. Tomorrow's going to be mean, At this point, you have to be thinking maybe we should have played nice to at least have Garoppolo start the season again for us. It's just the whole thing is uh, it's a bit bizarre. Okay. So it's hard to understand. If you were if you were playing for an organization back in your time, and the general manager and the head coach, after you won a bunch of games. There was no real issues with you off the field. Your teammates loved you. Like you, you, you went to a Super Bowl, and then they go to a press conference and say, "Yeah, absolutely not. He's not going to be a part of our plans next year, no matter what." Like, how would you take that? Not well. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't get it. It's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I, I, that's it's part. That's why I don't understand sort of what's happening there between him and and the Forty ers Maybe we'll never know. But nonetheless, Jimmy Garoppolo will be elsewhere. Maybe it's going to be the Houston Texans. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. So we are going to have a situation in sports that played out last night that, as Brady pointed out, will make you feel good about what's going to happen the rest of your day. That'll be happening here in about uh, we'll call it fifteen minutes from now. Uh, but did want to mention this though, Jim Beheim, forty-seven seasons, as Eddie pointed out during his update head coach of Syracuse 
is now done. Obviously a national champion back in 2003. That was the Carmelo Anthony, or as I like to refer to it, the Jerry McNamara yeah. uh, Syracuse Orange. Uh, and five Final Fours, just a legendary career, but he is out after 47 seasons at Syracuse. And yeah, it does, does feel like uh, it's kind of a one-way messaging that's being put out there. Like almost like Syracuse can't wait to announced that Jim Beheim's uh, retiring as head coach of the basketball team. Feels like it's yeah, a little odd. Yeah, uh, the, the post-game interview was odd. I mean, it, it really made it sound as if it was the administration, it was um, Syracuse that, that wanted Beheim gone, and that it was, it was against his wishes. Um, it, it, that seemed to come across very clear based on his response to some questions after the game. But, I mean, 47 seasons. You just you don't see that. You're not going to see it very often. I mean, Mike Bray just coached his final game for Notre Dame after I believe it was a 23, and, and that that felt like a lot. I mean, 47 seasons. It's just so seldom anymore you see coaches stay in one spot for such a long period of time, either because of lack of success or so much success they end up being tempted by somewhere else. Now Syracuse is one of the top college basketball programs in, in college basketball history, but. You know, even to think about potentially leaving to go take an NBA job, you know, there's there's been callous examples of guys who've had success at the college level that have then, especially at big programs, looked to the NBA level. You know, John Calipari is one of those. There's there's other examples, but I uh, I just you know you always go back to those runs that they had in the tournament, the two three defense. Um, there's always like they had their unique style in which they played, but yeah. um, it's sad, sad to see one of the greatest coaches. Obviously in Syracuse, uh, the best in Syracuse basketball history, but in, in all of college basketball moving on. Well, back like watching the Big East growing up, like the Big East tournament at Madison Square yeah. Garden when Syracuse was in it, was uh, like, that was one of the – that's when you knew, especially around this time of year, all right, college basketball is heating up because there was yeah. always a crowd. They always had you know people there cheering them on. Obviously it was in their, in their backyard, so to speak, because it was in New York. But just like seeing – like you and I have been – on this earth long enough and not long enough to know anything other than Jim Beheim as being Syracuse's head coach. That's crazy. That's all that we've known our entire lifetimes is Jim Beheim as the head coach of Syracuse. Now apparently he's out. You mentioned the post-game press conference. I mean, listen, just happy with retirement. I mean, nothing to see here. Here's Jim Beheim talking afterwards. I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I think you missed it. I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William Payne figured it out. Are you saying right now that you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, Okay, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're not saying? I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're, when will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Huh. Well, who's I the mean, right that guy? It <laughs> leaves you more puzzled than anything else that clearly it's in someone else's hands of whether or not they want him to come back. But that's the other thing is, you know, he survived as a coach there and they've had their, their down stretches where to his credit, you know, I think there's an expectation for Syracuse fans and what that program brings where when you don't meet them for a series of time or a period of time, you know, there, there might be a new administration that wants to move on from you. Yeah. And he's been able to survive all of that, at least up, up until this point. I mean, if, I'm, if I've got this correct, 
and I, I'm I'm going all the way back. I I only am seeing that Jim Beheim had what one losing season his entire career there. Like just going back and looking at his entire track record at Syracuse. I think last year at 16 and 17 was his only losing season as as Syracuse head coach, which is that's incredible. Like in 47 years. <laughs> that's incredible. Like, that's that's unbelievable, and and for whatever reason, couldn't wait to move on from. Him. I, mean, I know he's seventy eight years old, and I get all that. I also, and I think you might have alluded to this, but I don't think we're at a point where because you see, obviously, Coach K walked away last year. Bayheim's walking away this year, and you talked about this with the lore of the NBA and the money that's out there, and all the. I don't know that we're going to see stuff like this ever again. Like, I, I really don't. I don't think this is ever going to happen. Because remember, Shaka Smart was, like, the guy. He went to VCU, and he was the guy. I think he's on his, yeah. like, third team since then. That wasn't that long ago that he, he was. Texas, the, right? Yeah, like, he was the next. Work out there, and the now he's a Marquette. Thing. Yeah. So I just, I, I feel like this is kind of the end of an era, not just from no longer being on the sidelines for Syracuse when it comes to Jim Beheim, but I don't know that we're ever going to see a coach have that sort of longevity again. I just don't know. I, I don't, with with all the lore of everything else out there, I just don't see it happening anymore. Dude, what wild. you just said is extremely depressing too. There's probably some other people out there who are listening who are like, "Yeah, we've been on this planet long enough." All right, but the, and then like the only thing we remember in regards to Syracuse basketball, and, and I do remember like a lot of the runs they've had in the NCAA tournament. Um, you talked about some of the past players. I mean, Carmelo Anthony, which a lot of people. Because um, you know his pro career probably didn't match how great he was as a college basketball player, but for the time he was at Syracuse, he was one of the more dominant special players that I can ever recall yeah. seeing. Yeah, and, and it was fun to watch for that. You know, Jerry McNamara, all the other the other players they've had throughout their their rich history and, and talent they've had. But that's all we've known. Like that really does kind of depress me now, yeah. and, and the fact that like it, it's just an era that you're never going to see again. There's just I, I don't know if there's many universities that are able to hold on to coaches for that long, uh, either because of you know the pay nowadays, the lure of of the NBA, maybe even how NIL is is impacting um, college sports. You know, there's there was an article written talking about, and this is more in regards to college football, but there's kind of been a mass exodus of assistants and coaches trying to get to the NFL level uh, purely because they don't want to have to deal with the NIL. And, they, and it's, it's such a mess right now in college football uh, and really college sports in general that they'd rather move on to the professional level where there is a set set of rules, guidelines, a salary cap, and everything else in place, and it's much more much easier to navigate. Yeah, it's uh, so hey, end of an era. Jim Beheim done at Syracuse, uh, whether it was his choice or not, certainly didn't sound like it in that press conference. But nonetheless, uh, Syracuse will have a brand new head it's coach. Probably how we're gonna get fired from Fox Sports Radio, huh? Oh yeah. Well, they yeah. always tell you in radio, you don't get to say goodbye in most cases because they don't trust radio hosts to be able to get the notification that they've been fired. And then we'll give you one last show to say goodbye. It's very rare. Like you don't get those opportunities. They usually do it on a Friday, right? So you have the weekend. Oh yeah, just that's yeah. when I got clipped. But I'm over it. Really? Yeah, I, I don't even think about it anymore. February 26. Yeah, I don't you even had think no about it idea. <laughs> you had no idea you were getting clipped when you got fired. No. In fact, I was. They called us into a meeting after the show, and I, I remember walking in there and seeing my co-host, the look on his face as he walked out, and just thinking, "Oh, well, what the hell's wrong with you? It's Friday. You know, we got some planning, some stuff." And I walk in there ready to make a joke about something inappropriate. Joke. I'll tell you off the air. And the look on their face. I immediately knew before I sat down, oh, I'm getting clipped. 
<laughs> like that's it. Like that's it. And they said, uh, and I remember calling my uh, co-host afterwards. He goes, "How are you doing?" It's like, I don't know, man. He's all, "What are you gonna do?" I was like, "Drive back to California." I don't have a job. What am I supposed to do? I don't know anybody out here. So, yeah, it's just that was a Friday. But again. I don't, it, it doesn't, it didn't leave a, a permanent stain in my brain. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think about February 26th anymore. Never. Yeah. Never February think about 26th of what year? Uh, it was 2010 or no, yeah. 2011. I don't know. One of the, I think it was 2010. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. But I, listen, that date, February 26th doesn't bother me at all. Don't think about not it at all. all. No, nope. not at all. February 26th. Com- completely over. Don't think no. about the fact that I drove right past a Bojangles right outside the oh. studio as I passed by thinking, would love to eat you. Can't afford you though. Gone. So that's never going to happen. What so do I don't mean, think Poach Angles is that expensive. I'll tell you what my severance was. It tra- everything was <laughs> expensive at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. The best part. The best part was. Uh, so what's my severance? Oh, it just happens to be uh, the same amount that you get paid every two weeks, and we'll give you one of those. It's like okay. So basically, that's all that's in the budget. All right. So there is no severance. It's just here's a check. Thanks for everything, and uh, you know, continue on with your life. So that's how off, it worked off out. topic. Uh, I like Bojangles, but man, uh, if that's considered fast food, then that's a problem because Why? that place that is not fast. Second, <laughs> you're going to wear out Bojangles on the air like that? I'm just saying, my experience of being to multiple Bojangles are is very slow for fast food. Well, it's, you know, it's, they're looking at quality, not not the, the speed of, uh, I guess, giving it out. So That's fair, because it's good. Uh, all right, so coming up next, though, here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, this is the perfect way to send you off on your Thursday. Brutal honesty from somebody in the world of sports right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans, and yet 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. It'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. We'll be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. little football Friday here in March. Yeah. Yeah. football Friday for you. Woo! So uh, make sure you stick around for that. Uh, right now, though, it is time for the progressive play of the day. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight um I thought that on most nights you know a couple other you know out of the three there's one or two that just the game up you know and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um Denver was tough obviously you come out tonight you're competing pretty hard the third quarter I get a tech changes the whole dynamic of the game changes the whole flow of the game and um you know most of the refs are trying hard I like a lot of the refs are trying hard they're pretty fair they communicate well and then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. That is the progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Fred Van Vliet letting it fly post-loss to the L.A. Clippers last night, uh, going after Ben Taylor, uh, the official in that game, following the Toronto loss in L.A. I mean... Listen, he said he didn't care about getting fined. I'm curious, what do you think the fine's going to look like? Over under fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> over? Gonna, oh, you think it's going to be over? <laughs> I, I think maybe over. Either at that or over. I mean, that was that was pretty significant. Um, <laughs> and fully acknowledging that he's going to get fined, um, that was that was pretty significant, pretty interesting. I, I look, officiating has become a hot button topic. I think in most professional sports leagues. My concern moving forward is as gambling becomes more intertwined with um, our our experience and professional sports, really all sports for that matter, uh, the the integrity and how these leagues handle their officials and how they go about training them, how they go about compensating them, to me becomes like low key one of the bigger points that needs to be addressed. Because I don't care if you're talking about the NBA, which there's times when it's just it's absolutely atrocious. I mean, there is, there are times. I mean, whether it's you know just talk about mistraveling calls or other things that go on in the course of a game. Yes. Yeah. There are some atrocious calls that are missed, and obviously you know it impacts the outcome of the game. And I know they play 82, so what's the point, right? Because not everyone matters quite as much. But you see it in football. You see it in a lot of sports, and you know at least baseball is being a little more cutting edge with how they're trying to handle the strike zone and how they're trying to increase, you know, pace of play and all those things. It's just 
we're at, a, we're at an odd time in sports in regards to officiating and, and looking at how we can better improve these games to, to ensure that everything is, is on the up and up. And I think we need to, if we're being honest about, you know, the potential of things being impacted by uh, gambling books and how gambling can play an impact even on the officials. It does feel like there are more D-bag refs in the NBA than in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? feels like there's a little bit more uh, – they're will, more willing to kind of get combative. Yeah, yeah, just get combative and get in the face of somebody. Like Tim Duncan got a technical for laughing on the bench a few years back. Well, and think about this. In, in, in like the NFL, you get a personal foul, it's 15 yards. You're not giving away points. In the NBA, a technical, like you're literally putting points up on the board. Yeah. Like you're allowing them the chance to do that. Like that's one of my issues with these guys and just their egos. Well, hey. No issues. Football Friday tomorrow. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.